Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us on the line now, we have Yuri Marks, who's a guide for the Kotel. Yuri, a very good afternoon to you, and uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Hi to you and to all your listeners. Great to have you on board, Yuri. So, we're looking at updates uh, from the Kotel. Let's start with uh, specific prayer meetings in light of the war. This is the first time now we are chatting to somebody from the Kotel. There have been a prayer meetings taking place. Take us through what's been happening at the Kotel in this regard. Now, just to give a, a brief update, leading up to October 7th, uh, Israel in general was experiencing an incredible wave of tourism. Um, it was phenomenal to see. The, the country was in many ways pumping from a tourism perspective. And, and the Kotel and the Kotel Plaza was benefiting from that. So it, was, it was a house of activity for, for, for many months, not just during the holiday period. It just was a constant flow of tourists, people doing pilgrimage tours. It was quite a sight to see. And on any given day, literally tens of thousands of visitors. You know, the Kotel gets in excess of 12 million visitors a year. But, uh, sure. And it's been growing, uh, especially since COVID. From October 7th, everything shut down, which was really sad to see. So uh, it, it had, like I said, any given time, thousands of people uh, visiting. It went down to close to zero. So there was a, a number of, of weeks and, and unfortunately months where you could visit the Kotel Plaza area and you'd maybe see an individual, maybe two individuals standing at the wall, which in my time ever visiting Israel and the Kotel, that, that I'd never seen before. Okay. And it was really an indication of, of what a knock this country had taken, both from a tourism perspective and just from a, from a fear perspective. People were back in their homes. People were scared to travel. Over the last few weeks, and literally about the last two to three weeks, things have started to tick up again. What happened prior to the past two weeks is that the visitors to the Kotel, there were only a few, and what they were doing were tours for people who have been evacuated from their homes. I think, as all your listeners know, in the north as well as the south, areas and towns and villages have been cleared out because of the threat of rockets. There are a whole lot of displaced people, hundreds of thousands of Israelis have now been displaced, living in hotels and guest houses and other people's free apartments across the country, including hotels in Jerusalem. So what the Kotel Heritage Foundation is it was bringing in just to brighten up people's lives in any way that could be in such circumstances, tourists, people that were staying, you know, not tourists, rather let's call them what they are, refugees, uh, that were staying in hotels in Jerusalem were coming through for tours to, to the Kotel. They'd go to the, go to the Kotel, they'd go to the Kotel Tunnel Tours, they'd have certain presentations, in some cases meet with survivors or people that were returning uh, from, the, from the front uh, to come speak to people. There were musicians, often entertaining people, and food and, and things available just to bring some light to these people's uh, unfortunate uh, and very desperate times in, in their lives. Um, over the last two to three weeks, again to general tourism, and tours down into the tunnels have started, not yet in because there's not enough of a demand for foreign tourists at this point, but Hebrew tours have, have commenced, and people are starting to visit the Kotel again. So on any given day, there's 
happening again, not at the same numbers that were pre-October 7th, but there is life returning and it's great to see. What's quite sad for the old city in general is that when you see with the results of, of terrorism, you know, terrorism is indiscriminate. Sure. So while the Jewish worship, worshippers have been uh, avoiding the Kotel, you'll see even within other sectors of the old city, things are very quiet and shops are closed. So the, this war is affecting everybody, irrespective of religion and denomination. Mm. You could see the fact that the tourism has taken such such a knock, feeling it, irrespective of who you are and what side, what side you support. Indeed. But the Kotel itself is returning to, to normal activity. Uh, people are there. It's happening. I'm not sure if people saw, if you've reported on it, when there was a commemoration for for uh, there was a commemoration for 100 days of the hostages being to date there's been in excess of 100,000 candles that have been lit at the Kotel Plaza. Um, if anyone visits the Kotel Plaza, there is. Sorry, Yuri, are you there? Okay, unfortunately, we seem to have lost uh, Yuri Marx, the guide for the Kotel. Uh, the line was uh, deteriorating uh, some, uh, somewhat. I must admit, I was having a problem uh, listening to Yuri as we went along. It's just a pity. I just was hoping to just put a few more questions forward to him. Uh, if you've just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive on 101.9 Chi FM. Uh, I, have to, I was chatting to Yuri Marx, the guide for the Kotel, our first uh, chat uh, this year regarding what is transpiring at the Kotals, really finding it very interesting up to a point as to what has transpired since last year and how what the atmosphere is, is like uh, around the Kotal at the moment.